Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. We are back post 4th of July, feeling very independent given the Independence Day festivities. I'm Lee Lady Six. I'm joined by Tectic and Nerd Bomber, my good friends. I am the most patriotic of the three of us because my name has the word eagle in it. And I am the most independent of the three of us. And I'm neither. Okay, you're just okay, you're you're on board. Okay, I wasn't sure if you were going to fight that or or, no. or what, but yeah, we're back. Actually, I I do think I will fight that for a second. I do think I am more independent than Tactic. I really can't say illegal your independence level because like I don't live with you. But Tactic is like a dog, a golden retriever, where he needs constant attention, and I'm more like a cat, where I will curl up with a book and be like, okay, leave me alone. I would consider myself more like a wolf. Like I'll take care uh-huh. of the pack. He's but a like, wolf. Pack. I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not afraid. Like if 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 you're gonna give ear scratches, I'm like, oh baby, let me give me some more ear scratches. But like I also have no problem being lone, lone wolf. Yeah, Ow. I'm. I'm independent. Let me just let me start by saying that I'm an independent person. I can manage myself. If I lived in this house by myself, it would not fall apart around me, and it would probably be pretty clean too. But I will say, and I experienced this very recently, I experienced this yesterday, in fact, I'm so used to my wife being around. She was away last night with some friends and I was just like, well, what do I do? Like, have you ever, have you ever experienced this? It's not yes, like, we that's, have... that's the dependence she's referring to. And that's not the case, man. Yeah. Like I, I, I'm autonomous, but also I think I do rely on companionship. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like if the world ended and I was the only person left alive, I would be lonely. But I do have, I think, more time where I'm like mental decompression doing my hobbies to myself. But I was always like that. And I think that might be and I'm not an only child. I have to make this very clear. But there was enough of an age gap where at times I grew up like an only child because my older siblings were out of the house. And like my parents were just like, we worked a long day. Go entertain yourself. So, yeah. I, I definitely like it's weird and maybe you've experienced this too where like when we're both around I'm like I'm gonna go play video games and she's like don't you want to do this other thing and I'm like no <laughs> but then like when she's not around it's like I could just go do whatever I want but I don't wind up doing that it's like a weird I don't know it's 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 not right uh, we're getting get deep we're, we're getting we're getting deep this this episode talking about our level of independence we're also going to be talking about threads which I'm sure you have heard about if you've been anywhere on the internet in the past week get your sewing machine out we're gonna talk about threads sure we can do it that way (laughs) if you want Uh, i wasn't planning on going that route but you know this is a collaborative effort we're gonna talk about cliffhanger games which you may not have heard of i had not heard of until today and we're gonna be talking about hugh jackman in particular hugh jackman's wolverine which i know what you're thinking is it 2001 again maybe i don't know take your earphones off look around it's possible that you time traveled, but somehow you still have podcasts from 2023. That's that's on you to, to determine. Let's lead off with the Hugh Jackman stuff. Let's get that out of the way because I think, and no offense to the other topics, I think this one might be the most fun. And that's where we can get all the fun out of the way. And then it can be extremely business-like for the rest of the episode. Does that sound reasonable to you guys? That sounds great to me. We got a sneak peek image today. The day we are recording this, July 10th of the year 2023 uh, from Deadpool 3, which comes out may 3rd 2024 first image of ryan reynolds deadpool and hugh jackman's wolverine side by side in costume they're kind of just like i mean the photo there's not like they're just kind of walking 
like it's not like a fight scene they're just kind of like there but the big quote-unquote big news story here is that Hugh Jackman is wearing the classic Wolverine costume or what I will I'll put it this way as close to the classic Wolverine costume as the year 2023 will will allow them to, to be it's still like it's so it's it's got the yellow and dark blue color scheme it doesn't have the mask which I he does have a mask typically yes yeah comic experts yes it looks like there was a certain point with comic book movies and it was probably very very early on where they were like okay every comic book every character's suit needs to look vaguely like body armor like it's actually going to accomplish something utilitarian right like it's not just a skin tight spandex situation at least in most cases it's not and this is exactly that like it, it looks very similar to deadpool's costume quite frankly it's certainly tight fitting in all the right areas but it has padding and it has like pack outlines and like stuff that makes Hugh Jackman look good. So let's just kind of round table this and let's, let me just put it this way. The concept of reverting comic book movie costumes to be closer to their original comic book costumes, the source material. How do you feel about that as a practice and as a trend? Because I think it, in some ways it is a trend and at the very least, it's something that people are calling for constantly. So I don't know. The floor is ours. So collectively. I like it a lot when they take inspiration from the comic books. I think it it's the best source material, right? People often complain when they go rogue and do their own thing. So at a at a like a high level, love it. As far as Hugh Jackman's interpretation of Wolverine, hate it. Really? This is we've never talked about this. So you're anti you're are you talking across all the movies he's Oh no, I love Hugh Jackman's interpretation of Wolverine. I love it. But it should not be one for one to the comic books. And this is going to sound incredibly nitpicky. And I was thinking about this a lot today as a short, hairy man myself. He is too tall to appropriately fill out the classic look. Is he... Let's let's get into this because I saw this mentioned elsewhere. How tall is Hugh Jackman and how tall is Wolverine? Like, are you saying there's a big discrepancy in comic book versus actual... I could tell you off the top of my head, Wolverine is 5'3". Okay, it's very strange to me that you that you know that. Let me quickly Google uh, Hugh Jackman's height, and we'll get some data on that. He is... Wow. Uh, he's 6'3". So he is a full yeah. foot taller than... Now, if you look at the Short King Wolverine of Deadpool, and what, wouldn't it look better if he was just like a little short, stocky guy? It, it 100% would in the yellow. Boy, I don't know if I agree. That's off the top of, my, off top of the dome. I feel like Wolverine has been, yeah, has been made into this larger than life sort of character in terms of like the film universe. And I think it might be jarring. Like it's one thing to introduce a costume, but it's another thing to like retcon the guy's height. Yeah. I mean, when I think Wolverine. That's why I'm saying Hugh Jackman in Deadpool. Fantastic. Love it. Here for it. Just kind of give him his own costume. If you're going to tie back to the yellow, really like do that when you cast a new Wolverine ultimately with a a, a short hairy man. Yeah, when I think Wolverine, I think. By the way, that's that's who I would should be cast in the. In oh, the I screen. see what's happening here. It's, it's me. You're Hi. really okay. just. I didn't. You're no, going but out in, in all seriousness, I think. For this role. I think if you're gonna retcon Wolverine, just go all and cast tactic. Just no, cast no, no. Tactic cast work. a short, stocky, hairy man. I have to do. I have, I have some work to do on the biceps and triceps and all the other steps. But well, I was I was just gonna say I think that when I think Wolverine, because of my really only movie exposure with Wolverine, I think the most muscly man in existence. 
I mean, Hugh Jackman's muscles have muscles in some of those, especially in some of like the earlier movies. And it's like, there's like veins and like, it's all, it's just very intense. And like, I don't mean to come at you, Tectic, but unfortunately you're like, even down to your thumbs. Do, do, do his you have, muscles you have, not have muscles? No, his muscles don't have muscles. Well, that's why I said I would need to do some work on the stocky front. So I'm not casting myself, but what I'm saying is the yellow would look great on a shorter person. I really do believe that. Tall people can wear yellow too. I think it looks right on him. I think I think it's a it's a bold choice. I, I do think you make a good point that he's kind of been cultivating like not this vibe for like many, many movies now. So to, to have them take to have him take this left turn, I assume this is gonna be accompanied by many, many jokes and, and that may be the the entire reasoning for it. I, one thing I did see in particular, shout out to Twitter. We're gonna talk about Twitter's new competition later but i saw a tweet basically guaranteeing that at some point in this movie they're going to recreate the infamous wolverine lays on a bed and touches a picture and is sad meme and and this costume to them kind of confirmed that like okay they're going to go that route try to make this as fun like and and, you know considering the context considering it's a deadpool movie you could probably bet that they're going to do that anyways but now that you can see this costume you know i would expect many many quips about it you can also guarantee that that Deadpool is going to be the one that styles his hair. Like I can, I can almost visualize him licking his hands and slicking it up the way in which it is in the photo. What do we envision for Wolverine in this movie? You know, we're we're at a point with the multiverse and also with you know Hugh Jackman's career and and him. I I would think he probably wants to move on from this by now. I mean, he's put, made a jajillion dollars from this character. Don't get me wrong. But he's also, you know, he's reaching a certain age. He's doing other projects that it seems like interest him more. I would think he's going, where I'm going with this, he will die in this movie or something like that would would be my guess. Now, that feels very grave for like a Deadpool movie to 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 kill like one of the most beloved comic book movie characters ever. Plus, you could also make the argument, spoiler alert, that he's already dead. He won't he won't die. He's going to he's going to help Deadpool with something. Something's going to happen and he's going to transform it to a new universe. Like this is the ultimate segue into the MCU. That's what this is. Okay, so you think this is just it's going to end with Deadpool going somewhere else and Wolverine staying in whatever universe this is. I'm I'm losing track of these multiverses, man. That's exactly and he's, and he's gonna even throw up deuces as he's leaving him with two claws he's gonna say bye can we bring but going back to the costume for a second can we bring back is so we're trying to bring back color schemes is it possible to take things further in upcoming movies where and just using the wolverine costume as an example will the next wolverine assuming there is a next wolverine is it possible that it may just be a spandex situation i'm not sure we can go back to that i'm not even sure we can go back to the masks I, I think we may be beyond that as a society. I disagree with you, and I have one word for you. I believe it's one. Yeah, one word. Daredevil. Daredevil looks awesome and wears a mask. Like, it 100% works. Well, I mean, you could, like, Captain America wears a mask. Batman wears a mask. I'm just, I, I, I guess I'm talking about a specific kind of mask, and I guess Wolverine's mask... I don't know. It's like, boy, I'm having a kind of internal crisis right now. Why has Wolverine never had a mask in any of the movies? I, I mean, a similar... Is, Hugh Jackman has said no. But I could I could see them doing a mask, but it would be a hundred percent. It would be much more subtle uh, eyepiece spike things. And to the same vein, right? Hawkeye has a similar like the original purple Hawkeye has a similar kind of weird pointy feature mask. And and you're right. We I mean, he's just full full frontal or full face, whatever you want to call it. His full face is exposed. 
And yeah. At what? I guess the question is: At what point do Hollywood producers look at a mask and say, "That's that's that's too much." Yeah, like because it, 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 it seems like there is maybe some dividing line where, like, they look at Batman and they're like, "Oh, cool." They look at Captain America, they're like, "Oh, cool." They look at Wolverine, they're like, "Yay!" Like, is it is it the tips of the? Are they ears coming off Wolverine's mask? I have a lot of questions about Wolverine's costume, but it's probably the seen sh- in movies. I, I'll bet you it's the sharp edges with respect to like CGI blending. And so as long like that's why Deadpool's full mask works. That's why Daredevil's half mask works. Is there's just smooth contours of a head, so it's probably easy to like overlay that without worrying about any residual green left behind. Okay, so you think it's a technical concern? I I think it's I think it's more that they're like looking at it and being like that looks silly. People aren't going to go for this, but I don't know. It's a food for thought, I suppose. Again, Deadpool 3, May 3rd, 2024. So quite a ways off. We haven't gotten a trailer for this yet. We haven't gotten much of anything except for Ryan Reynolds and Hugh Jackman, like making jokes to each other and now appearing side by side in costume. We also did hear, and this is like a small tidbit, but I think there's rumors that Jennifer Garner is returning as Electra in this as well. I did see that, which... Uh, that you know we should you're right we should talk about that too if only for a second because that's another thing that i think they are bringing her back i think it's being announced now but it's going to be a 30 second cameo for the purposes of a punchline about how oh yeah for much sure. her movie bombed like it, it's i think it's interesting that it, like and we're so tuned into all these multiverses and like characters coming back from like 20 movies ago that like she's probably looking at this going okay but i'm i filmed one scene where they like made fun of me and now it's over. Why are people so? Well, wasn't that know, the thing too? Why is everyone like, talking about it? The second Deadpool. Weren't there a lot of like really they quick made short a, cameos? But they like made a big deal out of all of these actors being in it. Yeah, and he then killed. It was just, like, he killed that 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 crappy Deadpool, the one that had no mouth. He killed. He killed, and he killed Ryan Reynolds reading the Green Lantern script. There was a quick cameo with like the entire X Men team where he like they like see him ride, riding around in a motorized in Doctor X's motorized wheelchair in the you know the mansion and they like close the door to make sure that he can't see them it's a really funny moment i don't remember the time it sounds like you're saying they made a big deal out of the whole cast being in it then too so maybe this is yeah it's the same i mean i don't thing. think like the studio necessarily did but i think like when rumors started coming out that fans whole, did. yeah fans kind of like blew it up and then it ended up being a very small portion of the movie yeah i mean i did not see electra and like i don't know who who did so like if, if it's anything beyond like a joke about how bad that movie was uh, i'm not gonna get it and like no one's gonna get it so they, like i'm not sure what else it could be is i guess what my, what my point is i saw the ben affleck daredevil and i don't really remember much about that either uh, i just i know she was in that and they had like a really goofy fight at one point but yeah that that is you're right that's another rumor that happened i don't think i've heard we've heard much else about it but there's of course all kinds of rumors floating around about like characters that have been gone for 20 years i think i did hear a rumor that like oh are they gonna get ben affleck to come back as daredevil which i don't think so ben affleck seems like he takes himself way too seriously for that these days but who knows for enough money anyone will do anything that's uh the golden rule of hollywood so again may 3rd 2024 hugh jackman ryan reynolds jennifer garner for 10 seconds you get the gist let's talk about a little company called electronic arts also known as ea they have opened a new studio seattle-based called cliffhanger games i feel like the big piece of news here is that they revealed their first project and it is a third person single player game based on the black panther franchise 
not a whole lot of other details here. You know, very, very early in development. The team that's been put together features veterans who have worked on Middle Earth Shadow of Mordor, Halo Infinite, God of War, and purportedly other games as well. So seems like a strong pedigree. I think a Black Panther game has juice. I 100% agree. We, we've seen a Captain America Black Panther game teased, I think with like, I, I want to say E3 content, but this may have been post E3. We got a short cinematic video about some game where they're in World War II or something, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. This, it seems like it's going to be a much more standalone experience, but I will say that you know, it seems like a great video game character. Like I think, and there's there's mention in this article of EA's Motive Studio creating a game based on Iron Man IP. I think that's a lot more challenging. I think Iron Man is a lot more challenging of a character to make a video game around. Well, yeah, Black like, Panther, it seems like light. it should be done. And like Black Panther, yeah. while he is obviously super strong and all that kind of stuff, it's a more grounded set of superpowers. And by that, I'm literally mean grounded. Like he's on the ground. I mean, I know he can like leap through the air and stuff and climb trees and whatnot. I was going like, to say it. it the it's exact opposite. It's 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 way more. It's gonna be. I think it's gonna be a lot more elevated combat. Well, I guess it's still granted, right? You're you're right. It's not flying, but like I see this as being almost Assassin's Creed esque, where you're like kind of up above everyone, and you're you're going for the silent stealth kills, and you're like taking out governments trying to like encroach on on the peaceful area that is Wakanda, right? Because they're trying to get your resources and things like that. I. I mean, I mean I'm gonna come in. I'm gonna come in right between you guys and say I don't know. And and like I think, and full disclosure, I have not seen the second Black Panther movie. I heard it wasn't great, and also I have serious comic book movie fatigue. That being said, I don't know a whole lot about like, like especially relative to other characters like Spider Man and Batman. I don't know a whole lot about Black Panther, the universe in which he operates typically. So it has potential to be exciting for me. And it has potential to introduce me to new elements of comic book lore that I am not aware of. So, I would love for them to pull kind of like a Spider-Man and make the game completely separate from the Avengers. Like, I don't want any crossover. I want a truly, truly standalone Black Panther game. I want to dive into Black Panther lore. I like I don't know enough about Black Panther, but I want to learn about his supervillains, like just within his contained storylines. I want to know about the other side characters and the relationships that he forms, even just outside the movie. Because I feel like by the time Black Panther was introduced, and I know we did get screen time with the other side characters, it was still in the realm at least cinematically, of Avengers. Like, everything was in context of, you know, this is connected to the Avengers overarching universe in a way. And I just want to see a very standalone, like, this is just Black Panther type deal. Yes. Just yes. That's all I have to respond to that. Yes. I mean, I, I think the chances of that are very high considering... I mean, we are, I think we're willing to call the Avengers game a failure at this point. It I mean, seems it's like that's been what it was, so. more or less decommissioned. I mean, I know they carried out a decent chunk of their plan for that game, but you can no longer play it online from what I remember hearing. Like, I think if studios are smart, they are looking to do what Sony has done or what Insomniac has done with Spider-Man. It, it, it's as simple as that. And I would also go so far as to say, do what the Arkham games did for, for Batman, right? They just want to really replicate that, which for a superhero like Black Panther should not be hard. I, I, I do think that there's a, a lot of very rich lore. And, you know, going back to like the Assassin's Creed comparison that you drew, Technic, like I want to see, and thinking back to the first movie, which I did see and loved, like I want to see that kind of i don't want to say globetrotting but like in one scene you know they're doing tribal 
dueling to determine who becomes the black panther i would love to play i would love to play that and then the next scene they're in what was it tokyo i don't remember where exactly it was but they're in this very brightly lit urban environment and you know he's doing totally different things i just think there's a very broad spectrum of experiences this game is capable of giving you within the world that it's going to be set so i also hope that they they allow you to make like political decisions within the united nations like i feel like that'd be neat that would almost that seems less likely. Yeah, that seems <laughs> very me, less but... likely. But that would be an interesting take. Like, I guess introduce some of like that RPG decision making elements and almost have not. Now I'm just like thinking about game design. But like Wakanda could be like your home base. I'm thinking almost like in Fallout, where the decisions that you make that in the rest of the game and like people you save or bring back or whatever, like the people around you influence what your home base is like. That could be interesting. I feel like they're definitely not going to do that, and it's going to be a very linear game. But it would be cool. Yeah, I, I, I think I, I do want to play, and I, I know Nerd Bomber, at least you've played it, and you said it was very, very good. The Guardians of the Galaxy game. Oh my God, it was incredible. You know, I, I, I with the new with Spider Man 2 on the horizon, obviously I don't have long to wait either way, but like having recently seen, I think we talked about it on the show very briefly, like seeing the Arkham coming to Switch stuff, I'm just thinking about like, man, those games really scratched an itch that I have not scratched in a while. And finding anything like that, I think, would be would be cool. I'm not saying Guardians of the Galaxy is going to be like that. It's not going to be like Arkham. It might not be like Spider-Man. It might be a totally different experience, experience, but thematically, it may not be. And maybe that's the part that's important. So, like, again, I just I think the Black Panther game is a really good idea. As I kind of implied earlier, the Iron Man thing gives me the heebie-jeebies. That's a different studio. It's not the studio we're talking about here. That's motive. I never wound up buying the, the VR game. Tactic, I'm not sure that you did either. I got it as a present. Oh, did, did, did you enjoy it? Did you play through it? I played it for a decent amount of time. It takes, it's like any VR game, right? You, you can you can really enjoy it for a lot. It's it's fantastic. But like after a while, you kind of need to take a break. So sure. That's, yeah, but that's can, the, can. yeah, that's the, the classic VR issue though, right? It's, it's nothing against the game. Honestly, sure. I would love, and this is going to sound crazy. I would love an Iron Man game where you're tony stark you're not iron man like i want to be like you're just making cool stuff yeah i want to be like almost prequel iron man you know what i mean like tony stark when he's still like a bad guy and then how he eventually becomes iron man like i want to play the prequel to him becoming iron man i think that would be really fun i think what i would more appreciate is like remember drawing another yet another spider-man comparison but remember the spider-man you would you could like go to the lab and like geek out and like do those little like mini game puzzle things Mm -hmm. i want to i want to play an iron man game based on what happens in the movies but you're not fighting anyone you're just like trying to create a new element to replace the palladium core or like you're trying to solve time travel you know like the scenes because in the movies obviously they know they're like you don't want to see that we're gonna gloss over that so like when he figures out time travel spoiler alert he's just like oh i figured out time travel and you're like eh, it'd have been cool to see how he did that <laughs> like, I mean, maybe that's just me thinking th- that, i think there's a sticky wicket there though because especially in the movie i think more so in a game you can get away with puzzles not... but like in a movie thing you know people would be taking screen grabs and be like this is junk this isn't real whereas like in a and game also, you can just have yeah. the player make like puzzle solutions and be like oh that's how you solve time travel and nobody will think too much of it I do remember the time travel thing, which, by the way, guys, time travel is not real. I'm aware of that. I don't know. It is. In the scene where he, quote unquote, figures out time travel, he says some stuff about eigenvalues 
that I oh like, I remember that I think <laughs> I'm like I'm like educated enough to know like that doesn't make any sense what he just said I feel <laughs> like, like I remember you texting us after seeing that and just being like the eigenvalues yeah it, it's he was working and, on the uh, dynamic model of his simulation god it makes me very sad there are movies and in particular like I remember the other time that happened I was watching the movie skyscraper with Dwayne the rock johnson and at one point they were talking about like code and submodules and like computer stuff and i was like they should have hired a consultant that they did not hire <laughs> like they don't know what they're talking about and it's bad uh, i'm not saying that's what avengers endgame was but it was a the stone's throw from that watch yourself kevin feige hire some more consultants it really is important anyways yeah. just as like a general side note movie writers and that should absolutely i agree with you should really reach out to like physicists and things like that well i i think like and this is getting into a deeper conversation that is far afield of like the black panther game in this new studio and we're, we're recording this you know a week and a half away from the release of of oppenheimer and i think there's a lot of reasons people are excited about oppenheimer because science well yeah, one of which is like christopher nolan and he like makes great movie he makes great batman movies like he made the prestige and like all these great movies another reason is that like he made interstellar and like because of the movie interstellar coming out like scientific papers were published in academic journals and like we learned things about gravitational lensing and like he took the science very very seriously and you know taking a movie like oppenheimer or a concept for a movie like oppenheimer and adding historical context to it you know he's going to care very deeply not just about like making it a visual buffet but also like being true to what the science of it is and was so like i think there are a lot of like frankly nerds out there that are like hey that's the ticket for me <laughs> so yeah scientific accuracy in movies is very important everyone it may not be a sexy thing to say but it's a thing to say and this is a podcast and we say things on on podcasts anyways cliffhanger games black panther game absolutely no release date of any kind not even close this is this is a ways away so you don't get your undies in a bundle over this but it is coming we're gonna take a short respite from talking and go to a break at which point we will shout out a sponsor or another podcast or what have you but before we do that we will take this moment to shout out our fantastic patreon producer mr stephen keller stephen remove your metal helmet probably gets hot in there take a breather take a bow before you go joust or whatever it is you do steven hit me up on twitter let me know what what nightly event are you like a broadsword dueling guy are you a jouster guy well i've been to medieval times there's a lot of like things you can do as a knight steven is a knight you've he been to is. medieval times i've been to medieval times have you guys not have you guys not been to medieval no. times you gotta go to medieval Sorry. times guys i've been to medieval medieval times I've been to medieval. Technically, would you would you would you take your lady to medieval times? Yeah, take your wench to medieval times. I wasn't gonna say wench. You said wench. That's one of the records. But then you're not gonna be able to watch the shows with me. You're gonna be fetching me a frothy brew if you're my wench. No, she's gonna be fetching you the largest like mutton chop. It's like it's like oh, it's like a turkey leg. That's what it is. Giant turkey leg. You gotta go to medieval times. It's incredible. I've been there twice. Yo, Team Green Knight. I was a black and white knight guy myself, Ooh. but uh, let's, we'll just agree to disagree. And Anyways, I'm Team uh, Steven. <laughs> yeah, uh, Nerd Bomber is Team Steven. We're all Team Steven. Steven is a knight. He supports us at the highest of our three levels of Patreon support, which is called the knight level over on Patreon. As a result of that, he gets this weekly producer shout out. He gets input into the weekly game segment. He gets the occasional guest spot on the show. And he, of course, gets access to the monthly secret segment and the vlog. There is a squire level. The squire is, I think, the guy who like hands the sword to the knight before the knight swings it so if you want to hand steven 
swords. There is a squire level, which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog. And there's a page. I have no idea what the page does, but he gets access to the monthly secret segment in this case. So again, you can head over to patreon.com slash online warriors podcast for all of the details on all of those levels of support. When I said sword before, I said sword. I don't know if you guys heard that. I, I pronounced the W and I have regrets about that, but I'm going to try to work through that as we go to break. We will come back and talk a little bit about threads. Thanks again to Steven. We'll be right back to talk about threads. I'm Harrison. I'm Jordan. Well, I'm Harrison. I'm fucking Jordan. All right! And we're we're the the Grief Rio Podcast. Podcast. Let us be your unnatural Sherpa guides on this existential plane of mountainous game and movie exploration. And don't forget about that spookiness that lives within us all, but mainly in you, you spooky bitch. How dare you? We've been voted the best podcast to listen to by many. By many? That means a few. That's more than one. This ought to be very. We'll see you on the next episode of Grief Burrito. Yeah! Yes! All right, you guys know about Twitter. We're on Twitter. At OWLeel86, at OWTactic, at OWNerdBomber. I guess one of the operative questions we're going to be answering here is should we be on threads? Oh, of course, the main show account at OnlineWarriors1. How could I forget? Threads. Should we be on? Well, I, I don't. Right now, I don't think we can be on it. I think it's like it's like an invite-only situation. No, everybody can be on Threads. We have an account on Threads. The Online Warriors podcast is currently on Threads. In fact, I live-threaded. Is that the the verb? I live-threaded while we were recording, and said so this is the first live thread during a recording. I don't know that this. I don't know that that is the word. I didn't know that we had. This is a huge reveal to me. First of all, I don't have an account on Threads. I don't have any accounts. I don't have a podcast account. I don't have a personal account. I do have an Instagram, which I like never go on, by the way. Well, okay. This has now turned into an interview. How is Threads working out so far? Okay. So hmm. I walk, have walk, a, walk me through it. I have a lot of thoughts so far. So first of all, I am incentivized to move over to Threads because I do think Twitter is making a lot of weird business decisions in terms of... Just say bad. Just yeah, say bad. Bad decisions. Yeah. The checkmark yeah. thing, like features being added, removed, the whole like view limits, that was a thing a few weekends ago. Like it's just very confusing, a little bit of a head scratcher how it's like spiraling into the toilet. Some people think that the changes are good. I don't tend to agree, but hey. The term comedy of errors comes to mind for me. Yeah. And there's there's a lot of frankly, there's a lot of tweets that I could pull up on my phone and read right now about like how mismanaged it has been and how they're really at this point just getting what they deserve with people leaving and I, i'm inclined to agree with that but this let's let's make this about threads and not about the absolute right. dumpster fire that is twitter well i think you have to kind of almost compare the two so threads is basically twitter but there are some features that are missing that i think they're going to implement over time but essentially i mean you open the app and i'll take you from like account conception to usage i'll walk everybody through that so in order to, you know, make your Threads account, it's connected to your Instagram. So as soon as you log in, it prompts you like, which Instagram account do you want to log in with? You pick one and it imports your entire list of followers and following. It's like, hey, you, do you want to follow all of these people? And so this is where like my first little hang up is. So like, obviously I have, you know, I manage the podcast, Instagram. I'm not a big Instagrammer. I'm not going to lie. I don't do visual media. I've been stepping away a little bit from social altogether, just like for mental health. Like I just don't have time and trying to balance that kind of thing. But like, I definitely don't have time to be taking pictures. I just, my life is not that interesting. I have no pictures to share. Take pictures of me. Also, my camera phone is bad. 
Can I? I don't. I'm not saying the yours is. I'm just saying that's one reason that I don't. Yeah, he's got a my, razor, uh, yeah. folks. Yeah, yeah. My flip, my flip phone. I did say camera phone, didn't I? My phone camera, guys. I have an iPhone. I think it's like a 12 mini. It's like not that old, but my wife has like the top of the line Galaxy something something, and like if we take pictures side by side, it looks like I found an ancient tablet in a cave <laughs> compared to what hers is. So. Uh, it makes me feel bad. So it's because she has an Android. No, I hope it's so not secure. because of that. It's it's, it's not because of that at all. Anyways, sorry to derail Nerd Bomber. Continue with your assessment of threads. So when you make your account and you get the ability to follow everybody that you already know who has a threads account. So for like example, the podcast account, that's great. Everybody that we followed has now transferred over. If they opened a threads account, we're good to go. They are prompted to follow us as well. That's great. Love that seamless interaction. Perfect. However, probably like most people on the internet, I also have a private personal account that's just like friends and family. And so like I also have a, a very personal Twitter account and I'm not going to lie to you, my Twitter likes are very unhinged. But the thing with that is that nobody, I can confirm that. nobody except like a very select few people follow me on my unhinged twitter account because it's just a space for me to scroll and like unhinge crazy shit wait wait do i follow you on the unhinged one or you, you do three accounts? no you do oh, okay uh, you're Hashtag part of that blessed. very small group of people who follow and my guys let me account. tell you it is off the rails i was wondering if there was a a, a further level of off the railsness no. that i was not no. a, a, acquainted with okay that's good to know continue but the problem with threads, so I, you know, made my personal account with friends and family. The problem is friends and family are following me on there. And so I'm just like, I can't, I can't be as unhinged. You're like, this is not unhinged enough of an experience. Yeah. Thanks. And like, I have to say the experience is definitely more positive. So like Twitter has become kind of like a gutter of bad news and information lately. Like everybody just is very sarcastic and kind of jaded. As a whole, I mean, there's communities on Twitter that are not, but a lot of Twitter is just like sarcastic and jaded. Threads is not. Threads so far has been a very positive experience. The problem is I don't necessarily, like if I say something unhinged, like I don't want my second great aunt Sally to see it because she's followed it's me. It's not a real on, person. No, it's not. It's not a real person. But like, no, I, she's I just, not a great aunt. my Instagram <laughs> follow list and my, you know, Twitter slash quippy text-based social media follow list should be separated and because yeah. it's connected it's not my it's, other it's a venn diagram and i'm 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 in the little thing in the middle yes. i think i do follow you on both I, I i think i see what you're saying like and i want to counterpoint like the assessment of twitter and, and not say that that assessment was incorrect because you're right it's like the the core essence of twitter especially these days is like gallows humor yes but you know exactly. what but you know what it's humor. It's, it's funny to me. Like it's so I, I, I still, like, I scroll why... Twitter constantly because I'm and I'm just laughing at stuff. And I, it's all like, oh man, healthcare is the worst. But I'm just I'm laughing. Like it's not, you know, like it's it's a weird right. And like that's you the essence like of Twitter. Mo most of the humor in like my newsfeed is that one meme of the guy going wood. <laughs> like, it's a, I feel like there are only a few select group of people who understand that I'm not like clinically depressed and clinically anxious not clinically depressed but like my likes are not indicative necessarily of my mental health i just find it funny and i don't no, know yeah, if my it, entire it, instagram followers list would get that like if i see you like a tweet that's like oh man we're all gonna die but at least 
there's the grimace shake from mcdonald's <laughs> like i'm, I'm just like gonna I be like, like oh, she, i'm just gonna be like she's doing fine like i'm not i'm not gonna read into that and be like oh man she's worried about like dying but like great aunt you know, sally would probably get on the phone and be like are you okay and like i don't need that in my life i think i think or she'd my like, great aunt sally yes. would be just fine mine's all like anime and like pokemon stuff well that's what i'm saying though my threads currently in its current state and i don't think you can't see people's likes so like i'm safe for now there but my current state threads and my personal account is a lot of like meme accounts that's my only other criticism it's all very positive but there's also like my algorithms off and wonky because i don't know about you guys but like my instagram algorithm also off and wonky if i compare it to like my tiktok my tiktok algorithm has me like pegged it's like oh i no it's like you want funny cat videos today and i'm like i don't know how you know that but i do and then i log on to reels and it's like somebody cutting soap up into cubes and i'm just like what is this and that algorithm has followed me to threads and i'm just like it doesn't know me and i don't love that instagram like I don't, I have so little a footprint on Instagram. I don't even know if there is an algorithm associated with me. Right. If there is so an algorithm like, associated with me, it's like two plus two. Like you're it's the simplest like algorithm ever. Weird people cutting soap because it doesn't know you. And what are they cutting it with? I don't know. Right. It's, like it could little be mini knives. I mean, it's one of those things where it's like you then get sucked in and you're like, why the fuck when it's am like I watching tens- someone cutting the soap? The tension but... wire. Oof. Oof. Okay, I, so maybe I, I, it's like, following your algorithm because we're friends on Instagram. I don't, I don't know. Ari algorithms, I will say, like, one of the things that very visibly, because don't get me wrong, I'm on Twitter every day still. Like, I'm complaining about it, but I'm on it every day. But I will say, like, one thing that got noticeably worse was the algorithm. Like, in the past, whatever, six months to a year, it's gone so far downhill. I'm Every other tweet I scroll by now is like, this is not for me. It's promoted content or like it's someone with a blue check and it's they're saying something I don't care about. It's like, why does why do they think I care about this? I still don't understand. Like there's there's the for you page and the following page. But if I only follow the following page, if I only, if I only scroll that, I'm not going to see new funny stuff. So it's like a tricky balance of like, do I go on the for you page and like scroll by a bunch of promoted content and bullcrap to get to like the one funny joke about the Grimace shake? Or do I go on following, which is just like the people that I know being like, oh man, er- everything's bad. Like it's, I don't know. I-, I should, I should get on threads. I did hear about threads though. I wanted to ask you this. I did hear about threads. It, you can't, if you get threads, you can't delete your threads without deleting your Instagram account. Now, now I'm not sure if you've uh, tried to delete it for any reason yet but that's what not, i've heard and people have people have stopped it's not stop people from doing it i have not i know there's a lot of like privacy concerns no different than like facebook and meta i mean you have a meta account in anything and they basically own your data and i mean don't make a threads account but if you're concerned about that but like you probably shouldn't have an instagram account either at that point because like they're yeah, stealing it, your data if you have privacy concerns at this point you need to just check them at the door if you're going to use any social media app like, I, I just, I don't, that's maybe a very gloomy way to look at it, but like, I don't know how you could not feel that way at this point. Dude, I downloaded the Starbucks app on my phone. This is not even social media, but I downloaded the Starbucks app and I feel like there's like 18,000 permissions at that one. Social media to some like, people. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's out of control. So I got a question for you guys. Do you, would you guys say that Mark Zuckerberg has like, like, like spending money, like, like pocket money? I mean, yeah, I he, think he's he, a I think he can. I think he could pick up the check. Yeah, why? The the first thing that I just got an absolute kick out of when I went to go download the Threads app is if you search Threads, you get Threads, an Instagram app, 
and then Threads, which is a productivity app that is in no way affiliated with the Threads Instagram app. So when they called it Threads, they couldn't actually call it Threads because there was there was already an app called Threads. And it just blew my mind that we have this gazillionaire couldn't buy the name from the original Threads app. I don't know. There's probably a lot of inner workings. For all you know, they're in the process of doing that. But I will say that's the other a- aspect of this is like the for lack of a better term, dick measuring that's happening between Mark Zuckerberg and Elon Musk right now. And for those that don't know, Elon Musk is like, we're going to sue them. And Mark Zuckerberg is like, whatever, dude. All I'm saying is just have some respect. If we're going to call it Threads, let's call it what it is. The actual name of the app. Threads, an Instagram app. That's the full name. I'll try to address it as such in the remainder of this uh, this, this podcast. Let's talk about the logo. Isn't uh, it pro. Homer Simpson? Homer or no, no Bart that's Simpson? Photo, that's ear. photoshopped. That's photoshopped. Okay, it's photoshopped. It's photoshopped. Yeah, you guys clearly don't watch The Simpsons. Sorry, I don't. I, I I don't. I'm a fan of the of the logo. I think I'm I'm pro. I think it's good. I think it's neat because when you use the app, then if you reply to someone else's thread, it's connected. You know how like on Twitter, there's like the line kind of showing the replies and all that kind of jazz. They've yeah. made that line into the thread logo, so it looks like it's like a. A, a knot or something i don't know tying up the conversation together yeah i i think that it's smart to look at a website like twitter that is like clearly undergoing it's regressing and being like so many people need this and want this and in a lot of ways rely on it because like we're talking about twitter's use as an entertainment sort of you know relief valve it's used for news and in particular like sports news it is a huge deal so if threads can come in and usurp even one of those three like news sports humor like pop culture like there's so many things if it can just grab a little bit of that client base it has the chance to be successful if only by not slipping on all the banana peels that elon musk and the twitter who's what's it's have been slipping on the past year it just seems like a good business decision but i don't know maybe they'll also get sued to kingdom come i have no idea how that whole thing works so you're saying i don't need an invite i can just get on threads right now yeah you can just get on threads and okay, my only other complaint, and this is a complaint, but I, I feel like they're going to listen to me and they're going to fix this. You know how on Twitter, you know, For sure. us with multiple accounts or even on, you know, Instagram, you have multiple accounts and it's very easy to switch between accounts. You know, you hit the little, usually your little picture and then it gives you the list of all of the different accounts or you can hit like switch accounts and it shows you the different accounts and you just hit it. Right. Bada bing, you're on your other account. You have to log out every time you want to switch accounts, which uh, oh. does not bode well. Yeah. I uh, logged out of the Online Warriors podcast account to go on my personal account. And then it was just, I didn't think about switching because I was like, I, I don't see an option to switch and I don't feel like logging back out. So there I was. And I didn't check it for like three days. Sorry, folks. There's going to be some growing pains. Overall, though, like, I like it. I think it's just going to like evolve. Like the algorithm needs to evolve. Features need to evolve. I think one of the top features they need to really consider is uh, like GIF implementation. That's a big one. I missed that. Have you any, have you any, yeah, it's huge. Have you any experience with Blue Sky and or Hive or like the other, like as recent Twitter competitors go, because there have been a few that I feel like have not really taken off. Nah. Does this one have juice relative to those? This one definitely has juice. And I think like, I think they said that they had a hundred thousand or no, a hundred million users within the first weekend, which I think is impressive and probably more than most of the other apps have gotten. I think this has the juice, A, because it's very easy to sign up. 
especially if you already have your Instagram account, you click a button and you're in and all of your followers come with you if you want that. B, obviously Meta has the infrastructure to support this. I know- Yeah, has the backing of a major brand. That, yeah. that seems important. Well, I think like Hive got really popular on like book Twitter or something like that. They all migrated over and then Hive had to be like, whoa, 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 whoa. This is too many people at once. We can't like, handle this. Yeah, yeah, we can't handle this. I also think Which a bit is not of the a good hype. Look. The bit of the hype for everyone going two threads, and I could be wrong. I think it was due to the cage match that was supposed to happen. Well, oh dear, jeez. The other reason, and I'm going to ignore the cage match. The other reason why I think threads has some juice too is because all of the major brands have moved over to threads. Like all of your major sports teams, all of your major news outlets, all of your major food, fast food brands like Wendy's and McDonald's, they are there and they're verified. And I think they like the fact that they're verified. And so because you have major brands, it gives us a sense of like legitimacy that some of the other startups didn't have. It's interesting because I can tell you from very recent experience that those all those people that have moved over to, to threads and all those companies, they're still on Twitter. So like social media coordinators jobs just theoretically got like twice as hard or twice as annoying. It, it's... At, at what point does Twitter start to... Di- if everyone is indeed moving over to threads, but keeping their Twitter, what's it going to take for Twitter to start to die? The answer may be for people like me to make the move because I haven't made the move yet. But it sounds like there may be an exodus occurring in real time as we record this podcast. It's very exciting. So yeah, uh, more to come on threads. Maybe we'll be talking about it next week. Who knows? Maybe we'll be talking about how it died. There's really no way to tell at this point. But Nerdbomber, thank you for the insight on the use of threads. And uh, maybe I'll see you over there. I don't know. Maybe I'll dip my toes in. I mean, I really don't have anything to lose. Even if it makes you delete your Instagram, if you delete threads, if I deleted my Instagram, I'd, I think I'd be all right. I, don't, I think I'd get over it pretty quick. I mean, you can delete the app off your phone. It's True. not gonna. Yeah. It's not going to make you stay. And if you delete all of your threads, then it's just a blank account. Like, whoop-de-doo. That's very true. Yeah, uh, yeah. Well, so maybe I'll see you over there. Let's move on to what are you up to Wednesday? Let me, let me go first. I, I said it. I'm taking control of what are you up to Wednesday because I need to talk about Callisto Protocol. I started the Callisto Protocol since we were off last week. I started it, I think, a week and a half to two weeks ago. I don't, I'm don't. i not really keeping track at this point. I think I'm about halfway through it, but I don't know because I don't want to look too much, obviously, because I don't want to like get spoiled. It's it's pretty good. They're, like the, the, the issues that I've seen that people have with it, I understand those issues. And obviously, the main point of comparison is, is Dead Space. So let me make some comparisons to Dead Space. It is harder than Dead Space. That is just a cold, hard fact. You're going to have to get on board. I think there are some combat innovations that are good. I think there are things that it's doing that that it's clearly making an effort to distance itself from Dead Space, and it's doing so in an effective way. The setting is maybe the single best part of the game. Graphically, it's very good. Space Prison, and in particular, Scary Space Prison, is more compelling to me than Scary Mining Ship. It's just, again, that's just, that's just kind of a fact. So I'm enjoying that. I'm enjoying the fact that the main character is Josh Duhamel. I didn't, I didn't really know that actually. Really? Maybe I missed that in the, yeah, I just, I, I, I think when I watched the trailer, I was like, I think, yeah, I I watched the trailer and I was like, that looks kind of like Josh Duhamel. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right, by the way. And then like I started playing and I was like, oh my God, that's actually him. So that's kind of fun. The story isn't. Re- there's not really a story so far <laughs> so that's definitely a point of concern i'm not as wired in because i don't care as much it is enjoyable also on a technical note it did the game fully like quit on me once and i lost some safe progress which 
I don't know. That might just be the state of gaming these days. I don't know. I feel like yeah, all in all, not the state of gaming these days, but it, I would hope it, it, it isn't. But I don't really have a lot of points of reference. I would say it's a six to seven out of ten. Like it's, I'm glad that I'm playing it. It's not like an unforgettable experience. I think if you go in with the proper expectations, it's like fine. There's also certain things that you're like, wow, they just copied Dead Space, which you know, given that Glenn Schofield is like the guy who's making this, it's probably okay. But certain things they took and they were just like, if we tweak this a little bit and give it a different name, who the heck cares? And I'm like, not me. And I just like play and it's it's fine. So I'm enjoying that. The only other thing I have to update on is I finished The Puzzler, which is the book that you guys got me for mm-hmm. my birthday. It was great. And, and in particular, I've taken a couple of the puzzles to work and I've earned a lot of social capital at work. Oh, wow. It, which is like a weird thing to... I'm just, it's just a thing that happened. I'm just like been talking riddles with folks, which is fun. So I would definitely recommend that. I've just started a book called Vector Prime, which actually is the first book in, I think, what is the largest slash longest Star Wars novelization series that is now being, it's now being called Star Wars Legends. It's in the Star Wars Legends, like non-canon. At one point, the movies were like, none of this is canon. We're calling it Star Wars Legends. So it was previously called the New Jedi Order. It still may be called that, but it's all under this Star Wars Legends umbrella. And I read this book way back. Like we're talking like early high school, middle school, illegal, read this. And I remember liking it a lot. And I read a few, a few novels into the series, which I think has like almost 20 books. And uh, I'm really enjoying it so far. So I'm going to be reporting back on that. If I wind up liking it, it may be a pretty lengthy odyssey as far as reading is concerned, but that's what summer is for. So that's all she wrote for ya boy. Let me swing it over to my other boy, T-Bone. What's uh, what's on the docket this week or what was on the docket? Okay. So I got a couple different things. The first thing is we saw Guardians of the Galaxy. And I got to say, part three. part three, part part three, to be clear. Yeah, you've... you've want to clarify that i gotta say for being superhero fatigued it was it was pretty good it was not like ah, nobody cares it was peter quill his character definitely is brooding and annoying and nobody cares about that like move on dude wait for those who who know no but like the rocket storyline and um the way that they work that and make you feel very very good and it it does set it up well, and you're not going to like this. It does set it up well for like more movies to follow. Guardians was, four, five, six, seven, eight till we all die. Sorry, I just I couldn't. Yeah, resist. that like I kind of just wish it was just a sail off into the sunset kind of thing, but definitely setting it up for future stuff. But yeah, they will never do that. Yeah, they will never do that. But yeah, overall, like I said, an entertaining watch. The other thing is. We went to the zoo twice. And by the way, always support your local zoo. I mean, these, are, these aren't these are animals that they like took out of their habitat. They're being rehabilitated nowadays. They're in carefully planned out enclosures. And so support your zoo because then they can always give more back to the animals. So we went twice because one, they had a light festival. So it was kind of an after hours, see all the lights, have like some drinks, some cocktails, it's a good time. And then the other time was just to see the animals. Like I said, you got to check out your zoo. Say hi to the animals. They love to say hi to you. And then finally, I started picking back up the Murderbot series. I put it down last summer and I'm a summer reader. So 
we're back at it. These are these are super short books, so I'll probably I've just started. I believe it was the second book in the series, and I'll probably finish it within the week or something. And that's not a thing that I generally do is finish books in a week. It's normally like a couple months. So very excited to get back into that. Shout out to reading. It's a incredible summer activity. Cool. Nerd Bomber, want to round us out here? All right. So speaking of reading, I have also done some reading. I'm actually, I finished two books in the last week. You know, vacation will do that to you. One that I read was Legends and Lattes. And this is a book that is kind of like a play on D&D, fantasy-based book where basically a standard, you know, I think she was an orc, but like a dungeon crawler, bad mamma jamma, decides she wants to settle down and open a coffee shop. And it was just a very light and fluffy, you know, read set in a very fantasy setting, but talking about like opening a coffee shop and walking away from a life of violence and settling down and finding friends amongst the piece of coffee, which was very suitable for a nice vacation read. I also finished Daisy Jones and the Six, which is also now an Amazon TV show that I'm going to have to watch. This is a Taylor Jenkins read book. Some people love her, some people hate her. I tend to like her books. It's basically like, I believe it was loosely based on like Fleetwood Mac, but it's going back into like the, I think the 70s or 80s era and following the rise and fall of a rock band and their personal stories. It's a very unique writing style where it's written as a series of interviews with all of the different members of the band. Very quick read, but very interesting. If you like learning about, you know, rock history, obviously it's a fake band, fake story, but it's still a very interesting read. And then uh, one of the drive-in movies that we saw was Joyride, which was really funny. And I'm a big proponent of, you know, the summer comedy. I feel like we have a lot of these big action blockbusters, but sometimes you just need a good haha movie that isn't a three-hour epic adventure, but is an hour and a half to hour 45 laugh in your seat. I said the same thing about No Hard Feelings. Joyride was very, very good. I don't think it was as good as No Hard Feelings, but it was still very good. Imagine like a little bit less crazy version of The Hangover with an all-female Asian cast, and they all go over to China and have a drug-fueled, well, not drug-fueled, there's like drug scenes, but have a rambunctious adventure and, you know, form bonds and friendships as they do so. And I thought it was pretty funny. I want to take this opportunity to put on the air, I bet money that there will be a sequel to this movie. Nerd Bomber thinks it's a standalone. How much much money? The effective cost of a lunch. Well, it depends when they make the sequel. Two years from now, it's going to be, that could be a huge number. Right. That's why, that's, I wanted to put a number down so that it goes with the rate of inflation. I see. Okay. And inflation guarding. I get it. Cool. Shout out to Drive-In. It's also a great summer uh, experience. Yes, sir. Well, Tactic, it's about that time where you, being the quiz host of the week, are charged with educating us on a specific topic in the form of quizzing. Going through the the quiz rankings before we start the quiz. Tectic is at seven and six. He's a top dog. Woof woof. <laughs> Nerd Bomber is at six and eight. Tectic is seven and six, by the way. Uh, I'm at six and nine. Uh, Steven, three and oh. Steven undefeated on the year. So that's 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 an accomplishment. Yeah. So uh Tectic, without further ado, the floor is yours. All right. So the quiz topic is Yoshi, or like I like to say, Yoshi. We all love him. Very the lovable green dinosaur dude from Super Mario Brothers. And so without further ado, the first question is, 
When did Yoshi have his character debut in America? In what year? Uh, Nurbamari will go first since you are better than me. In terms of the quiz. I'm going to say, you said it in America? In America. 1989. Whew, that's a strong guess. I'm going to have to go earlier than that. I'm going to say 1975. Okay, so the debut was 1991. So Nerd Bomber takes this one. It's very upsetting. Fair enough. For the record, I know that video games didn't really exist in 1975. I just went back to give myself some buffer, but clearly that was not a very good strategy. That's fine. I'll get, I'll get, the, I'll get the next three. So Yoshi's character may have actually been developed, like gotten inspiration from a game called Devil World, where you're a little green dragon that is fighting devils in hell. And there's reasons why this didn't make it to America, because a lot of ties to demonic entities and such. When did Devil World come out? In what year? Well, it would have been before 91. Otherwise, I don't understand anything. 1984. This was some George Orwell early game situation. 1984. 1985. I'll use my plus one early. So Illegal takes this one with a strong guess of 1984. Seriously? Come on. So we're That's all, what I'm talking about. We are all... Shout out to my guy, George Orwell. So with Yoshi's... No one left for you. With Yoshi's gross popularity, he's been featured in many video games. How many? I'm going to say 20. 21. Another strong... Get out of here. Guess. It is actually... 101 so those were actually oh, really wow. crappy guesses okay, okay. <laughs> those were terrible okay well that's fine I, I just wanted to make sure i didn't waste my plus one okay sweet so it's two to one tables, two how the turntables the next question what is the most expensive cost of a yoshi game right now based on its rarity four thousand two hundred dollars i'm gonna say you know i'm gonna go big or go home 10k so you both busted really I'll, I'll take it. The price I'll take, that, I'll take that outcome. The price is one is currently one dollar. Sorry, is currently one thousand dollars, and it's for a copy of Yoshi's Cookie with only five hundred copies ever distributed. This game is a rare find. Not that rare. All I'm right, forty two hundred dollars rare. It's need be rarer than that. All right. So last question. It's two to one. Nerd Bomber, you need to get this to stay alive. In the live-action Super Mario Brothers movie that was critically panned, how long did it take to make the Yoshi puppet? Wait, what? Yoshi was in yeah. the live-action. How long did it take to make the what? The Yoshi puppet. The puppet. Oh, I feel like they're, they probably like hand-sewed it. A lot of attention to detail. I would say like 124 hours. Oh, no, we're, we're, in, we're on the order of months here. Uh, 124 hours would be about a week, right? Am I bad at math? Seven times 24 would be, well, yeah, about a week. I'm going to say a month. Okay, I, I don't even need to calculate that because that's way more. So even though it only had five minutes of appearance in the movie, it took them 100 hours to make and needed nine puppeteers to operate. 100 hours? But you both busted, yeah. So I was really close, though. Yeah, you were very close. Damn it. But you lost. Close doesn't Illegal get out of here. That's, uh, they should have taken longer with it. The movie would have done better. But uh, hey, I'll take the dub. That moves me to seven and nine. And that moves Nerd Bomber to six and nine. So I'm not a calculus major, but I believe that means Nerd Bomber is now back in last place. So congrats to her and to me. And to Tactic, and to all of you for listening. 
Uh, we're all winners here. Except for, of course, Nerd Bomber. She, she lost. We'll be back next week to take you through the world of nerd. Is that a f- I mean, that's, that's what we do here. And the world of nerd never stops. So uh, if you like what you listen to, you can head over to Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review there. Hit us up on Twitter at the handles mentioned or head over to Threads. We are apparently on Threads. I am not yet, but at the very least, our main show account is. So go find us there as well. And uh, yeah, have a great week. Stay safe. Keep on podcasting and we'll see you soon.